Hello and welcome to our People Podcast. I'm Nadia Anderson and I'm with the Experience and Engagement team and I'll be your host today. We're going to jump into a conversation about demystifying best practices to engage teams. And I would like to introduce Deb Gordon to our podcast. Deb, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Deb Gordon, and I work in Alberta Health Services as the Vice President for Clinical Operations. I am also the Chief Operating Officer. Awesome. So your team scored really high on our People Pulse survey that we did back in May. And I'm just curious to know, like, one of the questions was about um, HS cares about my overall well-being. And I'm wondering what you're doing to foster well-being in your team. Well, I have an awesome team of amazing individuals. And, you know, I think one of the things that I try as a leader to do is to make um, it a real priority to get to know each of the team members and to be genuinely interested in what's going on for them, both personally and professionally. So I think I've always found that in the midst of a busy work environment, if you can make a personal connection with people, it really uh, helps people to feel cared for both in the workplace, but that you care about them as a person and you care about them as an individual and you're interested in their lives, um, both professionally and personally. And I think it better enables you to support one another when you have that uh, connection and that understanding about each other. So do you do that in your one-on-ones or do you guys have kind of like kind of what's happening, friendly conversations in your meetings? Like, I wonder how you guys, how you go about doing that. I think we do it all day, every day. I I think we do it formally and we do it informally. So, you know, you might be in a meeting and you might think, gee, you know, I just, I'm not sure that, um, that that person's quite themselves today. And so you might just either at the end of that meeting and before the next meeting, just kind of say, hey, you know, how you doing? How are things going for you? Um, You know, anything I can help with? Um, You know, how's the family? How's the pets? You know, what's happening for you in your life? And um, so formally and informally, definitely at one-on-ones and trying to just carve out that extra little time that is focused on the person as opposed to just that long list of business items that you have to get done in the meeting. But I also think it's um, informally. It's just that, you know, day-to-day connection. It might be a quick text message. Hey, you know, saw you on the Zoom meeting today. It looked a little tired. Is there anything I can help with or something like that? Awesome. And as a team, do they help each other out as well as they look out for each other? Very much so. And I think the other thing that I try to encourage as a leader is, you know, hey, have you thought about talking to so-and-so about that? It seems like they've got a good solution or a good plan in place. And so trying to foster that um, really borrowing of the best ideas and the best practices from one another and and, uh, just really being aware of, of how we can help each other. Yeah, I've heard about like creating that safe place where everybody feels like they can bring themselves to their, whether, you know, we have our good days, we have our bad days and stuff like that, but you feel like you can, you can be part of the team no matter what, what, what state you're in kind of thing. And I think the other thing we've really tried to do is just to create a really honest, open environment with one another where it's okay to say, you know, I'm not having my best day today. Um, you know, thanks for having my back. Um, and uh, and just be really comfortable with um, helping each other in that in that regard. Another question that was in the survey that your team did really well on was, I have confidence in the leadership of a of AHS to successfully manage challenges. So I'm wondering how you foster that engagement in your team. 
Well, I think one of the things that's really important as a leader to do is to honor commitments that you make to your team. So if you say, you know, um, I'm going to do X, then try to do it, try to do it effectively and efficiently and get it done as quickly as you possibly can. But, you know, our organization is big and it's complex and sometimes things take um, a little bit longer to get done than people would ideally like. And so I think it's really important along the way to give people updates and tell them how are um, you progressing as a leader and helping them remove a barrier that they're trying to remove. And I I find that my team really appreciates understanding, you know, where is that piece of work at along the way and knowing that you haven't forgotten about it and that um, you're able to place it into some kind of context in the overall organization. And I think um, when you do that, it really allows um, the team to understand kind of how the organization is functioning overall and how things get done in the organization. And when people feel like they have that knowledge and information, it's empowering, right? Because you feel like you're part of um, all of that uh, work moving forward uh, at an organizational level. So, so I think that's one thing that's really important. Another thing that I really try to do is I try really hard to trust my team with as much information as I can possibly share. I think when you're able to place what's going on in the organization in a context for your team that is meaningful by sharing as much as you possibly can, then I think people really are able to better manage their own work in the context of the organization. And I think some of the things that we ask people to do when placed in that broader organizational context, just make it a lot easier for people to feel um, like they've got uh, control and um, the ability to exercise uh, some um, decision-making around the work that's facing them. And, and you know, I think at, at where I work in the organization, there's lots of things we don't have control over and just being able to be really honest about that with people and share people um, as much information as possible, then you can really um, allow your people to, to do the work that they need to do, knowing that they've got um, that full sort of context of what's happening. And so, so that trust piece, that sharing as much information as possible, but what goes along with that is that you've got to really trust your people and be very clear with them that you are sharing as much of this um, with them as you can to make their work and their team's work easier. And that at the same time, you expect them to handle um, all of that shared information uh, in a very, um, in a way that they are respecting and honoring uh, the intent of how that information was shared with them. So that seems to have worked really well for our team. We have a weekly meeting it's only a half an hour long and uh, we get together at that weekly meeting and, and we share absolutely as much as we possibly can um, to really enable our people to be able to go about their business in the organization um, as fully informed as possible. And what we've heard back from the team is, is that that trust and, and that um, respect that we have for them in terms of sharing all of that really makes it easier for them to be effective in their roles. I can only imagine, right? Because and that trust is built over, I'm saying, like a while, right? It's a journey to build that trust. Or did you have it right at the beginning of with your team, or is it something that you guys had you had to put in the effort to to build? You know, I think initially when we started this process, I I just took a 
chance that um, I could share that way with my team and that it would be honored and respected. And it was. And so once I took that first step, um, then it just kind of grew from there. And it um, it just kind of became our, our new normal in terms of, of how we communicated with one another. And I've had lots and lots of positive feedback from the team about how much they value and respect just that 30 minutes a week where um, we're really able to put that information uh, in into context for them. And so um, so I think it's grown over time and it's become more and more effective. We do regular checkbacks to say, hey, is this still useful to you? Because if it's not useful to you, then then we'll stop. Um, and time and time again, we hear that it's still a really useful um, approach to to managing our week. Perfect. And the last question I had for you is, you know, being in a leader and in, in, in a lot of roles that you've had in the organization, what advice would you give to other leaders in engaging their teams? You know, I've always looked at my role in the organization as a leader as being to remove the things that are making it difficult for people to be successful in their role. So I think it's our job as leaders to to really try to find out what is making it difficult for people to be successful and then to try to um, to remove those barriers. And, and sometimes that means connecting people to others who can help them solve their problem. Hey, you know, I know that so-and-so in the organization has been working on, on that same problem and I've seen them solve that problem successfully using some of these kinds of tools. And so, you know, if you can be that connector and if you can help people um, with their problem solving, not solve it for them, but but really try to support and, and enable and and remove some of those barriers that they're experiencing. I think if you are able to um, really invest that time to to know your team on both that personal and professional level and spend some time um, building those relationships and understanding who they are as people as well as who they are as awesome. Uh, AHS team members, I think that that goes a really long way. I think if you can carve time out of your busy day to recognize people in multiple ways in real time, not not just waiting for, you know, their 10th anniversary with Alberta Health Services to come up or not waiting for, you know, some formal award recognition to recommend them for, but just to just to um, send positive reinforcement, send a text message to say, hey, you were awesome in that meeting. I know that was really tough. Um, you know, trying to just use our AHS e-cards to say thank you um, or to recognize an individual and not letting some special occasion pass. And then I think, you know, not everything goes well. Good Lord. Um, you know, our team does deals with some really tough stuff. And, and so when something doesn't go well, just really making sure that you're letting people know that you've got their back and that you support them 100% and you're there for them. And just trying to do that over and over again in multiple ways. The work that everybody in Alberta Health Services is doing these days is really tough. And people need to know that their leaders are there for them and that their leaders have their back. Too, right? You're not alone. So really appreciate Nobody, that. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's alone. And I remember when I was, when I was, uh, new leader, um, you know, you sometimes feel that in order to demonstrate your prowess as a leader that you've got to do it all yourself. And you know what? You know, I've been at Alberta Health Services myself now for over 35 years, and I never do it myself. I always use 
all of the organization's wonderful resources um, to help uh, us get the work done. And, and so I think it's remembering that we're all part of a really strong, wonderful organization and there's people there just waiting to help. So just ask. Well, perfect. That's a way to end the podcast. <laughs> so thank you very much for being part of it with us. And uh, I encourage everybody to listen to our other podcast. Thanks, Deb. Thanks, Nadia. Have a great day.